welcome to the Defender Podcast, a resource to help mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm your host, Herbie Newell. Today is February 19th, 2020, and I'm coming to you from Birmingham, Alabama. And today we are sitting down with Krupa Sarup, and Krupa is our partner in India who cares for 125 vulnerable children each and every day through his church that he pastors there in India, along with his wife, Hannah. And they have had an incredible ministry to these children. Uh, they used to work with a, a rather large indigenous organization, and then that indigenous organization closed down and their funding dried up. But through the Lord's goodness and provision, you're going to hear how Krupa has continued to care for these children along with his wife. Also, uh, a part of what Krupa's ministry does is goes out side of this major city in India that he lives in and plants churches among unreached people groups, caring for vulnerable children in these communities, but also showing the gospel to those kids that come in need. So we're very excited for you to get to hear from Krupa Sarup from India. But before we hear from Krupa, join us as we take kids on a journey to Liberia this summer through our new Mission Kid curriculum. Mission Kid is a great complement to your summer ministry program for children, such as a camp or a vacation Bible school. We are providing daily videos, a teaching guide, and everything you need to engage your kids with a mission's emphasis. You can get these free resources at lifelinechild.org backslash missionkid. Again, if you want to utilize a great curriculum that talks about Liberia and engaging vulnerable children and orphans for your children this summer, engage with Mission Kid and go to lifelinechild.org backslash missionkid. Well, what a pleasure it is to be here today on the Defender Podcast with my brother Krupa from India, and his story is such a fantastic story of God's goodness, his grace, and his mercy, of how the Lord has continued to use Krupa and his wife Hannah and their church to love on vulnerable children in their community. And so, Krupa, can you first just talk a little bit about what led you to the city that you're currently in and and then how you came to begin loving on these children through the church yeah so when he when he, uh, when he came to bangalore uh, i actually came for the studies uh, for uh, my masters in divinity so while i'm doing that while i'm doing that uh, i had the chance to visit my grandfather church so when I when I come into the grandfather church, I used to visit visit them, and I used to live with them. So when when I see the community, uh, the community was so bad, and uh, the people they don't care the children. Uh, I have seen more abusing on the children, and uh, many people, many children were left over on the roads, and some. Some children were human traffic uh, under the human trafficking. Some children were sold. So these all things have are happening because the place where we live is the slum area. Uh, most of the people here they, they 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 drunk all the time. They drunk all the time. They don't know what to do. They used to beat their kids. They used to abuse their kids. Even <clears throat> even the, the almost all the. Uh, uh, the the people who do crime here they're not more than 15 years above all the uh, all the engaged people 
were most into the crime uh, crime scenes in this area so when i when when i see that when i saw that uh, i thought to be do something for this community uh, along with my grandfather he he's a, he he had also the heart for the children and uh, so w- w- what i thought okay if if god led me if god me, led me to do minister here so i need to uh, move to the community and with something with it, these kids uh, so and i went back to my college and we prayed so uh, w- when my grandfather asked me to be a assistant pastor in the in the church where he is working so i thought okay god is giving me a chance so that i can start uh, uh this you know children ministry and uh, bring children to the god so that their lives can be transformed so these all things uh were happened so so that's how i came to uh, uh you know to the bangalore and uh, uh the 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 things that led me to start this children ministry yeah so just a an incredible story of how you were first led and and just just to put into context for people uh you were on the east coast of india and moved more towards the west coast to go to the city that you're in and to move and to live with your grandparents and to to study uh in the seminary and to get a divinity degree and then as you said you know you saw this need in this community that your grandparents had so uh so invested in and what what when you look at the community and in krupa you now live and work in this community and minister in this community what would you say are the biggest needs that you see in this community uh is it is it jobs is it food is it basic necessities uh what are the biggest needs in this community so the biggest need is they don't have a basic uh, you know needs they don't have basic needs and they don't have a lot uh, they don't have job opportunities you know, people you know these you know these all areas government uh, actually these government they left these areas uh they don't care about these areas they only care for the votes uh whenever the you know uh these elections were happened the, the big people used to come they give us a 1000 rupees uh for the votes like, like that 500 rupees for the votes that's all and after that they left this area alone so most people are uneducated they they don't have jobs and uh because they don't have jobs they used to drunk a lot uh so and if you if you see I, uh, there are there are many many childrens like uh, the young girls they were married uh at the age of 11 at the age of 12 having babies at the before they got into 14 they're having uh babies so all these things were uh, were you know make this uh, community so much worst so uh the biggest need is uh, i i think they need a transformation they need to they, they need to uh, they need to know uh, the, the good uh, education about the children they need to know how uh, how to uh, you know uh, live uh, with the with the dignity so 
uh, what we are doing is uh, I, i thought they need they need opportunities they need opportunities they need education they uh, they need to you know uh, they need to you know uh, overcome all the you know bad things that is happening here which is putting them into the, in the bondage of these uh, bodies of the you know so and so uh, like uh, uh, uh like like uh, not been educated or uh, like lives and all so th- that's what i see the biggest need biggest need of this community spiritually they are in very need of you know <coughs> uh, salvation and that basically uh, oh, they don't have the basic needs at all at least the education they don't have at all so because of uh, these are the basic i think uh, biggest needs of this community nowadays the government came and they are uh, they are you know uh, building you know uh, small small houses for them but uh, still they don't have the uh, uh, you know the you know uh, knowledge of how to be as a uh, as a as a responsible person uh, in the midst of the people so uh, uh, these all the you know biggest needs because they need to start up with the from the beginning they need to start up so th- that's what uh, i felt when i when i look into this community yeah and krupa i know uh, i've been blessed to be there with you in your home and to visit the church and to you know walk the streets of the community and just to just to paint a picture for those who are listening who have who've never been to your community um you, you know this is a community where as you've described to me many rural people are coming into this bigger city looking yes. for work looking for jobs uh yes. most of them have have fallen on hard times out in the rural communities uh they they're at danger of not being able to provide needs for their families and again you know i'm coming from a western context where when we think of not providing for needs we think about not making a house payment or not being able to get a car we're talking about families that aren't able to eat because they they don't have any food for that day yeah. uh yeah. they're looking for their basic needs so they they've moved into bangalore and so i i know one of the things that you've even told me is you've got a a melting pot of people from from different tribes and different nations or or or, or different tribes and cultures uh that are melting pot rural people coming into the city looking for jobs and they come into yeah. the city and they realize there really aren't that many jobs for them to have there and so it 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 is not just a a slum community but it's a incredibly impoverished community um even for the standards of of your city yes so i know that's as part of your story uh to back up just a little bit you you're you're seeking to go to divinity school you're you're working alongside of your grandfather and your grandmother working in this community being the yeah. assistant pastor loving on these kids through the community center that the church has opened and then your grandfather got sick and went home to be with the lord how did that change things for you and you have to step up into a position of leadership <coughs> yeah actually uh, i i got to be trained uh in his uh, you know uh 
Ah, so he trained me a lot. He trained me a lot before he got uh, he got uh, sick. So I have been trained with him for five years. So <clears throat> so he always gives me guidance, and uh, he always put me in prayer. He always uh, uh, encouraged me to, with the word of God. So when when he when he uh, when he passed away, when he went with the Lord, I was so much discouraged, and I was so much. Like I don't have a teacher. Uh, uh, I mean, I know the ultimate teacher is the Holy Spirit, but but the person who uh, who walks alongside with me in the ministry, he's no more. And uh, and I thought uh, I I thought to go back to my place, and I thought to, and I was so discouraged. And uh, my <coughs> my father used to call me. Okay, so your grandfather now grand uncle is not here. So can you come back to home? And my dad asked me. And then I said, uh, I told my father that I promised my grand uncle that uh, I'll, I'll stay here. What matter what happened to me or what happened to uh, my, you know, uh, my future, but I want to stay here. I want to con uh, continue with the ministry. And my grand aunt, who is the wife of the grand uncle who works here, <coughs> she stood alongside with me. And we both started to move along with the rest of the, you know, uh, after my grand uncle passed away, uh, rest of the time, me and my grand aunt, we both stood here and we both started to move. And my grand aunt, uh, she, uh, she began to walk with me uh, like a long, uh, 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 like a helper, like a, you know, caregiver, something like that. So she know much things about the community and all. So she also gives me advices. So uh, yeah, that is that is a big, uh, big uh, you know, that made a big impact in my life. Like both in the discouragement as well as that uh, that uh, that, that is, uh, God has a plan. So I trust in the Lord. So God uh, uh, gave me encouragement that. Uh, uh, don't worry. So I can, uh, I will be walk alongside with you. So that, uh, that is one of the, you know, things that, uh, uh, gives me, uh, gives me strong will to stay here and, uh, you know, strengthen me in my ministry. So that's what, that's what that, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I know that, Obviously, like you said, your your grandfather, your granduncle, he was he was such an integral part before he passed away in yes. mentoring you and in, in shepherding you and training you and as you say, in priming you for ministry. Uh, yes. and then his wife, your granddaunt, your grandmother, you know, came alongside of you in this ministry. Yes. But then, you know, Krupa, that wasn't the end of the loss. Uh, yes. then you uh your grand uh your granduncle, your granddad, your grandparents, your uh, family had been very engaged with a large humanitarian aid organization. Uh, yes. A, a Christian humanitarian aid organization. Um, you're another one of your uncles actually was in leadership, uh, was, was very high up and led uh, with this organization. And because of government pressure and other reasons, this organization had to leave uh, the work that they were doing in India and you were left with the decision of, of how do we continue to do what God's called us to do to care for these kids, 
to care mm-hmm. for these vulnerable children and these orphans that we're taking care of each and every day through our feeding programs, our education programs, our health programs. The money went away, but the kids were still there and the need was still there. So talk a little bit about how you were able to continue ministering to these children, even when the financial support from this large humanitarian aid organization disappeared. So, so what we have done is like, like we, uh, 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 while we are working with this uh, organization, so we have started the Sunday school program on Sundays. So this is one of the best part that uh, that uh, helps us to uh, 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 like uh, connected with the children. So when the, when this organization left from India, so we still had the Sunday school program, but we don't have anything to give them like like food, like breakfast, anything like that. <coughs> when when they took uh, when they left left from India, many children were hopeless. So uh, what uh, what we did is we we prayed a lot. We prayed a lot. Uh, so uh, we want to start it again with our own faith, depending on our own faith. <coughs> so, so even though it is a big, you know, big impact in our ministry, uh, which 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 the organization left us uh, uh, by by you know uh, by giving you know lots of uh, you know uh, we have. No, children were so much of you know hopeless, and they don't have anything to do because they don't have to move on. Because many children were uh, in their half of the education, many children were half of their you know uh, uh, medical treatment. Many children were orphans uh, when when they left. Uh, many children believed that they're going to have the bright future when the organization was here. So it is left now. So all the burden came on to us. So what we did is we prayed and we start to continue the Sunday school program. Now after after one and a half year, we continue the Sunday school program. We thought, we thought, we prayed and God gave us that to start a feeding program at the evening times, only <coughs> one meal a day. So it is a big thing for us because our church is very small church. We have like. 40 families every family uh, the, uh, their job is to you know uh, uh, do some you no know, uh, municipality works here municipality works they less paid and they have less amount of money so uh, i was scared to talk with the church because you know if 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 i ask anything for the children I don't know whether they are willing to provide or not, but uh, we prayed and uh, one day I asked the church that I'm going to start the uh, the, the feeding program and ed- education program. Uh, I want your support. And then uh, and then from that time onwards, uh, we don't received any you know uh, answer from the you know, our congregation, but uh, uh, we have started. We have moved on. We just moved on, putting our faith in the Lord. So we started with the seven children. In August 13th, so we have started with seven children on 2018, and then and then and ch- when when the congregation saw that children were coming every month, we are having new kids, and we are uh, the, the new kids are joining because of the need that they have in their lives. So our church started to you know contacting with me and said the congregation that okay we <coughs> we are receiving some. 
you know food from the government which is not good it is which is not clean yet we can clean it and we can make it uh, you know uh, providing food for the children so they started to giving us the the government rice to the church and a little amount for the you know um or food so we have st- we have started that uh, uh, that um, uh, this feeding program and i i thought uh, okay god i know you are working i know you, you had a heart for these children uh, uh, now now you are supporting with our you know church members you 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 went and you moved their hearts to support this program so whatever the less things that we receive we started to put in invest in the children so <clears throat> this this is the one of the great encouragement that god is always there to help when you are ready to do his work so uh, so th- that's what that's what that's how we uh, moved on after the organization left uh, compromised uh, in their ministry so we uh, we are the small church here so only the congregation because in this area there are there are many uh, great people are living here like uh, uh, you know great uh, like uh, wealthy people living here but no one here support us but uh, yet god moved some of the people who are outcasted to support because they also supported by god when they are in need so they realized that god supported them so they want to invest their you know uh things to support the other outcast children those who are in need so that heart encouraged me to move on yeah and so just to make sure that our listeners don't miss just the spirit of god moving in a church in yes. a in a poor poor community uh right outside of a major city in india you have these migrant workers you have yeah. these rural people who have come into this big city who are living together in a slum community with very little resources uh be- begging for jobs looking for ways to work a uh, yes. large humanitarian aid organization is sponsoring kids of these families and and other vulnerable children and orphans to go through this feeding program and this Sunday school program and this health program this organization has to close its doors in india and by the power of prayer and god's word a small church small evangelical church right in the center of this community is able to string enough out together enough resources using what the government will give them and utilizing the resources that they had to be able to put together uh, uh enough that they could take care simply of these children and and as our brother has said it started with just the seven core group that they knew they could take care of and now it is extended to over 100 children that they are caring for through their church and by God's grace 2 years ago uh the lord was able to bring krupa and hana and i together on a trip that dr rick and i were able to take to krupa city and god's grace has been abundant and we have as an organization felt led to continue to come alongside of krupa the church that's there in this community caring for these vulnerable children caring for these orphans loving on them feeding them educating them teaching them the word of god children who are coming from families that literally live on less than a dollar a day and now they are having 
access to God's word. They're learning to read. They're learning to write. They're learning an education. And, and what a picture of faith that, that when one door closes, God, through his people, will bring the work a miracle. And, and just again, just for folks who are listening, this is, this is like a miracle of the Lord feeding the 5,000 when there's no food. Uh, the, the disciples come to Jesus. Philip is, is asked by Jesus to find something for, for lunch. And he says, it would take eight months of wages to feed all these people. And we could barely feed them all. This one little boy has a meager little lunch and Jesus takes that lunch and he feeds the 5,000. And the Lord took the meager offerings of like, like our brother Krupa said, not of the rich, wealthy people in the city, but of the poor down and out folks that were coming to this church who gave sacrificially and who gave of themselves in order to help others. And brother, I, I, I have to contend and believe that this is a picture of the power of the gospel through the local church. When the Lord calls his people to do what he's called them to do, he truly will, uh, he will supply their needs. He will give seed to the sower and he will give uh, a bountiful harvest to the reaper. So, so Krupa, as, as we kind of close down our time together, I know people have heard the story and you come into your city looking to go to divinity school. You start working with your grandfather, your grand uncle to pastor this church. He passes away. You lose the support of a large humanitarian aid organization. You're now the pastor of this church in the middle of this community. You are now the director of this program to these these children in your community you see the lord do things but but brother i know that there are still struggles each and every day there are still hardships how can people that are listening to this podcast be praying for you praying for hana praying for the church praying for the children and praying for the members of this community so uh the people who those who are listening to this podcast i i believe uh uh my my only prayer was that God uh, to strengthen the our ministry here, and uh, and the, because of this ministry, the people those who are living here had to know the love of God towards them, because it's 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 not uh, it's not small thing because we we every child our like every church. We have seven churches uh, around me, but uh, no church has uh, has to take part of the, you know, taking care of these children because it is the biggest uh, biggest need of the our community. So I uh, my prayer request that I uh, please pray that the the, the churches who are around me uh, those also need to partake uh, to take care of the you know children vulnerable kids around us. And the ministry that we start that that flourish <coughs> and, <coughs> and many childrens many childrens those who are outcasted those who are in the trouble those who are in uh, human traffic or those who are in uh, going to the bondage of bondage of all the kind of bondages here those who are going to the drunkenness we want you to pray that god redeem them from the from the all these bondage things and pray that uh, the, the churches those uh, those who are uh, working here in bangalore in rural areas uh, that they uh, 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 god ha uh, ask god that give heart uh, heart to them to 
move to the children's move to the vulnerable kids move to the outcasted move to the orphans or the move to the families those who are in very need that uh, they don't have uh, you know uh, you know uh, enough enough things to support their kids and to pray for them and care for them and move them to the kingdom of god our only prayer is uh, our request is to uh, uh, pray alongside with us so that all this community people all the community uh, community children move to the kingdom of god when they take rest when they take uh, when they have peace when they uh, where they have hope where they have abundant uh, uh, abundant, uh, abundant uh, spiritual strength within them so that is our uh, 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 biggest uh, prayer needs so those who are praying please remember this community uh, so uh, and uh, so that the god's kingdom will be uh, uh, flourished and uh, expanded throughout the bangalore rural areas yes brother and and as we just encourage the listeners to certainly pray pray for our brother krupa to pray for these children that are are coming to the center over 100 children about 104 children currently coming to this this center to hear the word of god to be fed to have an education pray for strength and as our brother has said pray that these children would come to saving faith in Christ Jesus that that faith would transform their lives and transform their hearts and transform everything about them and that they may go back into their families and make the goodness and the glory and the gospel of Christ known and let's pray for our brother and and his wife Hana she is uh, due to have their first baby in the next several months and 3 months and to pray for a healthy delivery to pray for a strong delivery to give them energy as they see their family grow and yet have so many responsibilities leading the center and leading the church we pray for krupa's grandfather her uh, grandmother and his grand aunt that she would have strength and that she would continue to be able to serve and there's so much spiritual warfare that goes on in this community uh where we see biblical uh biblical spiritual warfare with with demon possessions and um and and just hardships that are real and let's just pray that the lord would answer the the cries of his people and then too let's also remember our brother in this community as uh on this south west part of the the lower part of india certainly uh there is still real persecution for believers and ask that our brother and all of these believers would stand strong in the face of persecution and continue to speak the gospel boldly. So brother we're we're so grateful and thankful for you. We're thankful for your partnership. We're grateful for the way that you and Hana continue to love on these children, how you continue to pastor and shepherd the church, how you continue to preach the word of God faithfully uh, as we were together even last week. uh enjoying the conference that our team was able to do in uh in India uh I was able to meet another brother that you have recently had the opportunity to to lead to Christ and uh our brother Praveen uh just so grateful for the way that you are discipling the people in the community you are sharing the gospel with the people in the community and then you are leading with such great grace uh all the efforts in the ministry. So I love you brother. I'm grateful for our partnership in the gospel and I thank you for joining us on the podcast. 
thank you thank you herbie <coughs> thanks a lot uh, uh, i'll pray that our friendship and the ministry will grow grow up and grow up and uh, the things that the lifeline is doing that is uh, that is uh, that is throughout the throughout the world that god has uh, kept you in your heart for the these vulnerable kids and orphan kids and uh, great things through adoption and we are uh, we and our church was so encouraged by the uh, conferences and uh, the the th- the the teachings that you have uh, you know given to us that was so much precious to us we are keep keep on praying your uh, you know journey and uh, and the places that you going to visit and all so uh, our church is always ready uh, and whatever the prayer requests that the uh, you had that we are here to pray for you thank you thank you herbi thank you kripa Thanks for listening to the Defender podcast. If you enjoy making this podcast a part of your weekly routine, we'd love for you to take a moment to subscribe, rate and review the Defender podcast to make it easier for more people to find. For more information how you and your church can partner with Lifeline, visit us at lifelinechild.org. If you want to connect with me, please visit herbynewell.com. Follow us at Lifeline on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at lifelinechild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel through you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again next week for the Defender Podcast. <music>